You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's spotlight Minnesota with a good friend of the program, Mike Wabshaw from the Vikings Entertainment Network and the Vikings Team Channel here on TuneIn. Mike, thank you for taking the time, and you always provide comprehensive analysis. The Vikings have a complete team. They're red hot. But if you had to find a flaw, what do you think the biggest area concern might be? Ooh, I love it. I love you know, because this is what they do every Monday morning when they come in after a game is they try and figure out what's got to get better. And um, even in the victory against Atlanta, um, guys, there's, there's one thing that, you know, I think you could fine-tune. One of the things you'd point to is, um, is negative yardage runs. Um, for our offense, and look, I mean, this this running game has been much, much improved from where it was last season. And last season, we were without Adrian Peterson um, for most of the games, and so you can understand why we struggled. Plus, we had all those injuries on the offensive line. This year, we've been healthier along the offensive line, and Latavius Murray and Jarek McKinnon have done a great job of stepping in for the injured Dalvin Cook. But still, um, a few too many negative yardage runs for me um, that puts the offense behind the chains from time to time. And look, this offense is good. Um, there's no doubt about it, but um, it can be better. And I think those negative yardage runs are something that if they could eliminate those, I think they would even be a little bit better. Mike, when watching the Minnesota Vikings, they found ways uh, to control the game. Uh, they didn't give up big plays. They played very methodical and played the field game they scored when the defense gave them the opportunity so they basically played the control game in all the games they played especially some against tougher teams but if they have to play from behind say down by 10 say down by 17 do you think they have the capabilities of playing from behind because that's what we hadn't had an opportunity to see them do quite yet be behind by maybe two touchdowns and a field goal to determine the outcome of a game yeah that's a good question and Look, when you're, you're right. I mean, when you're playing these good teams, like we're playing Carolina this week, and we might play a Green Bay Packers team that has Aaron Rodgers um, in, in week 16, and then assuming we make the playoffs, obviously we're going to run into a good team. You might find yourself down by a possession or two possessions. Uh, I do think that this team is equipped to battle back and get into a game, and, and the game that convinced me that they could do that is the Washington Redskins game when we came out of the bye. Case Keenum and company put up 38 points in that game. That told me that this offense can come to play. And and if you look at, again, drawing back and comparing to last year's team, we really struggled in pass protection. We gave up way too many sacks. And I think a big part of it was the offensive line allowing pressure and another part of it was Sam Bradford not really having the forte of escaping pressure and buying time. And this year it's the opposite. we got an offensive line that is protecting well, and we have a quarterback who can get out of the pocket. In fact, he has the highest passer rating in the NFL outside of the pocket, 120.1. So I do think, although you don't want to be in that scenario, I think if in that scenario, I think this offense can muster a comeback. Um, And I think a big part of it is Case Keenum's ability to extend plays with his legs and perform well outside of the pocket. Chatting with our pal Mike Wabshaw, Vikings Entertainment Network, Vikings team channel here on tune again. You set for a marquee matchup on Sunday. It's Minnesota and Carolina. Mike, earlier we were talking about the fact that Case Keenum now belongs in the expanded league MVP conversation. Don't think he's going to win it, but 
once you get to that second tier beyond Tom Brady, Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, Case Keenum, I think merits serious consideration. Who's the team MVP of the Vikings this season? Yeah, good question. Because you can't give it to one side of the ball. You can't give it to the whole defense. You know, and if you if you wanted to look on defense, you'd want to look at Everson Griffin, who's got 12 sacks. But if you talk to those guys up front and the defensive line coaches, they'll talk to you about how good Linval Joseph is, even though he doesn't get all the stats. So, you know, that success is really spread out on defense. I don't know. Maybe it's Case Keenum because without him, what would have happened? What would have happened to the Vikings this season if they had not signed Case Keenum to be their backup? You don't know. I mean, um, Case Keenum has stepped in, and he, you know, he's been obviously great. Um, but you know, I think, and I think Cordell, um, Cordell, you'll um, appreciate this having played the game. Um, you know, at the NFL level, there was a, a series of plays against the Falcons guys that really, to me, illustrated the essence of Mike Zimmer's team. And what happened was. The Vikings were forced to punt uh, right around midfield, and Ryan Quigley landed a punt at the two-yard line. The defense comes on the field, forces a three-and-out, and the offense gets the ball at, I think, the 53-yard line, and they drive down for a touchdown. And it was like, yeah, well, it's you know not that hard to, to get a three-and-out when the other team is backed up. And, yeah, it's not that hard to drive for a touchdown when you only have to go 53 yards, but that's that's complimentary football. That's team football, and that's what the Vikings have done this season. And so it gives you – what it does is it doesn't really open up a lot of, like, MVP candidates um, on your roster, but it does give you a lot of wins. And, and I think that's the way it's been going for the Vikings. Well, they've been playing very well off one another. I will say that. It's not one guy that wants to shine. I think it's the entire team that is. But I think a, an area on this team that needs to – and. and need to shine and get a little bit more recognition. It's the offensive line. I think over 360-something-more consecutive drops by Case Keenum, he's only been on the ground nine times. That's under yeah. double digits after that many attempts as far as the drop-back game is concerned. Why aren't many people or, or anyone really giving more credit to that offensive line that's pretty much been stellar when it comes down to blocking for Case Keenum? Yeah, I have one theory on that, Cordell. I, I think – I mean, in week one, the Vikings played on Monday Night Football against the Saints, and they looked great. You know, so everyone saw that game. But that was Bradford. And then Bradford didn't really play again. I know he played from the first half against Chicago, you know, about a month later. But that was it. Other than that, we've had two games on national TV. We had a sleepy win over the Bears, where we had to come back in the second half with Case Keenum. And we had another sleepy win over the Lions on Thanksgiving Day where we opened up a 13 to nothing lead but let Detroit back in the game and had to squeak one out in the end. So we have not been on the big stage in front of a large audience and really played well. And I think that's kind of part of why the, the team in general is a little underrated. And then, you know, you guys know, I mean, offensive linemen just don't get talked about unless they're giving up sacks. And, and the Vikings have not given up a lot of sacks, as Cordell just pointed out. So I think that's why they haven't gotten a lot of attention either. And um, I know that you guys you guys interact with and invite fans onto your show. I mean, fans want to see their teams get credit. They want their team to be number one in the power rankings. And they want their team to be on SportsCenter. This team just isn't, and fans hate that. But I know the guys inside the building, that's one thing they love about this season is how under the radar they've been.
Mike, let's wrap it up with a preview thought of what's coming up in Carolina on Sunday. Mike Zimmer, one of the most respected defensive minds in football. How do you think the Vikings will try to game plan against the mobility of Cam Newton? Yeah, I'm really interested to see that, you know, because Mike Zimmer's had great success against Cam Newton in Minnesota. He's 2-0 against Cam. Cam has one touchdown pass and four picks against Mike Zimmer. So, um, you know, and he's been sacked 12 times in two games. He's got a pass rating of like 55. So everyone here is just like assuming it's going to be like that all over again. And I, But I'm not selling Cam that short because I know how competitive he is and I know Carolina's in a dogfight for the playoffs. So we're going to get a really good effort out of Carolina, plus we're, we're playing on the road. What I'm really interested to see is, you know, Carolina does a lot of max protect, a lot of three-man routes, and Cam is not great when he's pressured and blitzed. So that's why they do the max protection. So I'm really curious to see if Zim is going to come at Cam with the kitchen sink and have Harrison Smith and Anthony Barr and Eric Kendricks blitzing, or if Zim is going to come at it from the other way, let his front four get after the passer and drop seven into coverage, drop seven into coverage against those three-man route concepts and make Cam figure it out. I mean, I'm really excited to see how that goes. Um, and then now you add in Christian McCaffrey. And the last few games, the Panthers have done a really nice job of putting Jonathan Stewart and Christian McCaffrey on the field at the same time. They'll do a lot of zone read and read option. And just when you've got that figured out and you're collapsing on it, they'll pitch it out to McCaffrey for a touchdown, which they did a couple of weeks ago. So I think, I think the Panthers got a good thing going on offense with the running game. You know, defensively, a really cool matchup is going to be Captain Munerlin on whoever is in the slot for us. And we put Diggs in there and Thielen in there because Captain has practiced against Diggs and Thielen for the last three years. Now he's back with Carolina. So Captain knows what we're trying to do on offense, and he knows Diggs and Thielen really well. So I'm very interested in that matchup. And then you have uh, Matt Khalil against Everson Griffin uh, on the other side. You know, that's going to be a fun matchup to watch as well. I expect a really physical low-scoring game. I think both these teams are big and physical, especially in the trenches, so I expect a slobber knocker that's going to feel a lot like a playoff game, and who knows? We might see Carolina in the playoffs next month. Well, Mike, anytime you drop a Jim Ross reference, I'm in a good mood. It could be hell in a cell in Carolina. Slobber knocker on the way. Mike, great information as always. Enjoy what should be a stellar game. We'll chat with you next week on the NFL on TuneIn. My pleasure, guys. I have fun chatting with you guys. Hope you have a good rest of the week. You too. Mike Wabshaw, always solid information. Vikings Entertainment Network, Vikings Team Channel here on TuneIn. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on TuneIn. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on TuneIn.